So these central banks, we think, oh, the central bank, oh, must be, must be loaded. It's not got any money. What it does is it prints the money, it taxes and it prints. There's not enough tax to pay for everything we need. So it's been printing money. It's been printing money for years. Hello and welcome to the Crypto Standard Podcast, where we take the cryptic out of crypto. Brought to you by Zumo, smart money for everyone. Today is such a great episode. It really is one that gets you thinking and just questioning the current system that we live in. As usual, I must emphasize, none of what we say is financial advice and should be taken as educational material only. Enjoy this one. Hi everyone, and welcome to the next episode of the Crypto Standard Podcast with me, Jim. And me, Jordan. Live on this sunny morning in Tayside, Dundee, the UK's magnificent podcast. Woohoo! Top 10 now. <laughs> top 10. We're in the top 10 on tech in the world. Mental. In That's the world, amazing. all right. Calm down. <laughs> okay. I just, well, I just like to embellish things a little bit. So, <laughs> in, the, in the UK? Yes. That's fantastic. That's amazing. Well done. Well done. Just shows you when you take action and you do something and you give people what they want and you listen to the feedback, it all pays off. So when are we when will we when will we be number one? Twelve months. I'd like to say sooner. Let's go for it. Okay. So I listened to a podcast today. It was the Pomp podcast, and it was all it was Peter Schiff, the gold bug. Peter is very anti-Bitcoin, he's a big gold guy. And he can be a bit shouty and a bit screamy, but you know, he said some interesting things and it made me think. It made me think about where we are just now. And do you remember I was telling you about my utility bill going up 118 pounds yeah. a year. Yeah. So I got that was just so that was just the electricity. This morning I got the gas bill in, and the gas bill is going up 90 pounds a year. So that's over 200 pounds a year. I've got to find. Think about it. Just two. So that's just me. You think about everybody else who's got to find two hundred pounds a year. Where, where, where? Why is that? Where's that going? That's inflation. That's inflation. mad. That is mad. And that's just one example of the Ponzi scheme that we are living in. So let me just go over what a Ponzi scheme is, because the the fiat currency system that we have that's whether in the UK it's pounds, uh, America it's dollars, in Europe it's the euros, it's the euro. So these countries, they don't have any money. So these central banks, we think, oh, the central bank, oh, must be, must be loaded. It's not got any money. What it does is it prints the money, it taxes and it prints. There's not enough tax to pay for everything we need. So it's been printing money. It's been printing money for years. And that's why the bankers are rich. That's why they can have caviar and champagne and houses in the Hamptons and boats in Monaco, right? That's just the way it's always been. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about your average person waking up and going to work at Royal Bank of Scotland, for example, in Gogoburn. I'm talking about big central banks, where the real money is. So here's, here's the definition of a Ponzi scheme. A Ponzi scheme is a form of fraud that lures investors and pays profits to earlier investors 
with funds from more recent investors. The scheme leads victims to believe that profits are coming from legitimate business activity, for example, sales, and they remain unaware that other investors are the source of the funds. Okay, so right now, what's happening is we have been told life's, life's okay, life's going to get a bit better by the Ponzi scheme landlords in the central banks who just keep printing more money. And we go, okay, so the, and, and you pay more tax, you pay more tax and you pay money into your pension and in 40 years you'll be able to retire and we, don't worry, we, we'll keep everything on an even keel. That's what, I think it was brought up in our interview with Craig about crypto being a Ponzi scheme and it sounds like a Ponzi scheme and that's what it's perceived as. But a lot of people don't realise that if you actually look at how we're living just now, like it does resemble a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> And it has for years. It has for years. Ever since we came off the gold standard. Yes, exactly. And and at that time, when Nixon took people off the gold standard, the dollar became the standard. Mm -hmm. The American dollar. And that was all about power. Because America doesn't want... America does not want to lose global power. Think about what happened today. So today... AUKUS, have you heard about AUKUS? No. Right, so um, Australia, the UK and the US are all getting together and they're going to give nuclear power submarine technology to Australia. That's really good of them. Why? Well, we want Australia to have nuclear subs so that it can patrol the South China Sea and all that because China's getting too big for its boots. Essentially, that is just more more money going into violent power, more money going into the military machine, which boosts American hegemony, which then means that it protects the dollar. This is just another way of protecting the dollar because they're not going to do be able to do it through oil anymore. Oh, this just frustrates me. It's like, why, why are we spending all this money on fighting each other? And just trying to be, oh, I'm bigger than you. I, I could batter you. I, could, I would win in a fight. Like, what? why are we doing this? It is, it's all about, like, it's the, it comes back to, like, the game theory as well, doesn't it? Yeah. And I, I wonder if it's something to do, I don't know if it's human nature or whether it's male nature. And oh, I don't know if it's, if it's protect... You know, if, if so, if women and females were running the world, would it be a different world and less wanting to fight and angsty and salty? That's actually such a good point. I mean, I'd love to see that. Don't get me wrong. One of the most, uh, one of the prime ministers that we had in the UK, you probably won't, you won't remember, or Margaret Thatcher. Oh, yeah. She was she she was basically a bloke <laughs> because she she went she she would fight with anybody, and it was all about power and the, the American. American dream and you know the special relationship, but ultimately, this the AUKUS today has just said to me, America is now like ah, we how how can we join up so that we don't lose power because we're actually lo- the dollar is deflating and the dollar is losing global power. So I tell you what we'll do, we'll get together with the UK because Boris Johnson's a liar anyway. He's 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 he'll do anything, um, and then we'll get Australia. Because they're they're feeling threatened by China, 
they haven't we, we once with China just now, and we'll all get together and we'll create this global pact and we'll pretend it's all about security, but ultimately it's just about American power and protecting the dollar. Mm-hmm. And that's been going on since 1971 and before. So this Ponzi scheme is going on, Jordan. And here's where we, as and the listeners, fit in in the Ponzi scheme. I was told at school, I don't know about you, but I was told at school in the, in the 70s and 80s, you have to get all your uh, exams passed and you have to go to university and you have to get a good job. And then you work for 30 or 40 years and you get a pension. That was it. That was the model. Now, whether you were going to work, um, you know, no one wants to be a doctor these days. Mm-hmm. Because it's blooming hard work. So hard. Like the amount of hours. I've got a few friends that are doctors. The amount of hours you have to put in to educate yourself on it. Yeah. And once you're qualified to work, like that was the dream job. That when I was at school, that was the dream job for working class people. If you could be a, if your if your child was at university being a doctor, you told everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I was going by door. I was like a big thing. <laughs> um, mine, well, my dream job was a pilot. Think about where I would be right now if I was a pilot. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have a job potentially. You'd be unemployed. Yeah, and I mean, no, no harm to pilots, but they're essentially taxi drivers nowadays in the sky, aren't they? They've gone. I mean, the whole, the whole allure of you know of travel and it's all gone. It's just become. It's all become bleh. Yeah, next thing it will be is working for SpaceX and you will be the, the driver of one of the shuttles going up. Yeah, I, and so that's how we've moved on. We've, we've, things have changed and people's percept- people are waking up, Jordan. So you're, you're waking up to, hold on a minute, this, this thing that I was told, this uh, government thing that doesn't really quite work because... Ultimately, you're taxing me more. You've already been taxed. We discussed mm-hmm. this in the last episode. The national insurance in the UK has gone up 1.25% to pay for the cost of care for older people. Me, you're going to be paying for me. So when I start to lose my marbles or I get really bad uh, sickness and I've got to go into care, thank you, Jordan, for paying for <laughs> my care. I'll be able to keep my house. I'll pay 80 grand or so, but thank you. Thank you, all the Jordans out there. and that i don't think that's fair no i don't i don't think it's fair either (laughs) let me give you another example let's call her miss x miss x lives in edinburgh she works uh, in a retail store let's call it harvey nichols and she does six days a week she brings in around 1700 a month and then she gets taxed with that money now, think about it, she's working six days a week, eight hours a day. She cannot buy a small flat in Edinburgh. She cannot get a mortgage. She'll never be able to get a mortgage. And the and house prices are up 20%, and in the USA, up 20%. She can't afford a car to own a car. So when, when I was a boy, my first car, you bought it through higher purchase. So you went in with a deposit, let's say at the time it was £200, and you you took a loan to buy the car, and at the end of three or four years, you owned that car. Mm-hmm. Those days are gone, because money printing and inflation means that you've now got PCP, personal contract purchase. So all you're doing is 
you're owning the car a little bit of it for two or three years because the price of the car is so expensive now you can't afford to, you can't afford the payments and higher purchase so instead of paying a higher purchase payment of 700 pounds a month you can pay 200 pounds a month and own and have a brand new car the thing is that keeps people in the system doesn't it and it's yeah. you're not owning assets if you if you're on pcp you don't own your car yeah. so you're not gaining assets and that is it's the only way to get out of this ponzi scheme that we're in and the only way to get out of it is if the governments turn around and say this is all wrong quantitative easing has to stop we're not putting billions of dollars tens of billions of dollars every month pumping it into the system when i say pumping it right they're not remember they don't make it they're European, the, the bankers don't make it, they print it, they just hit a button. They don't even print it anymore, they hit a button in the screen and all that all that money goes into the system because the system is broken. And at some point, they'd have to raise interest rates to like 10%. They do that, you can't afford your higher purchase, you can't afford your car, you can't afford your mortgage, everybody goes broke. That's why the whole thing is a Ponzi scheme. I can't see a way out of it. You're saying, like, imagine if the government did turn around, they're going to turn off the quantitative easing. Like, what happens then? <laughs> but see, but think about it. No politician is ever going to do that. No. So instead, be... inst instead of Biden and uh, I can't even remember, what, what's the, who knows what the, the Australian Prime Minister's name is? Is it Morrison? Scott Morrison? And uh, Boris Johnson, the UK Prime Minister, Instead of them all saying, getting together and saying, look, we've got this wrong, guys. It's going to take us 50 years to fix it. But over that 50 years, we could fix this. And we're going to raise interest rates. And we're going to be hard. And we're going to turn this whole economy around from a Ponzi scheme to actually something that works. No, they don't do that. What do they do? We'll print more money so we can make more submarines and, and put more money into the military so that we can own everything and we'll protect that dollar and we'll keep inflating everything. <laughs> How, how do you think that, I mean, how much is a nuclear submarine? It must is it, is it it's billions? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then you've got the upkeep in that and all the infrastructure. Who's paying for that? It's not as if they're opening a safe. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm paying for that. <laughs> you're paying for that so that, and do you know what? The good people of China, we talk about China as if it's just some big rogue nation. The, the, the Jordans and the gyms in China they, they want to work with the Jordans and the gyms here. And unfortunately, the politicians, are they're the ones that are the barrier to economic success. But they sit, they talk about the economy all the time. It's so frustrating. And unfortunately, but it's good that, I think it's really good for the listeners to appreciate that. And that's why when the Bitcoin maximalists and Bitcoiners talk about Bitcoin can fix that because it's got a fixed supply of 21 million coins. Next up, we continue the discussion about the crippling effects of inflation and how this might play out for the future. But first, here's Amelie. Hello, Amelie here from Zumo to tell you a li little bit more about what we do. At Zumo, we're here to make everyone comfortable with buying, selling and spending cryptocurrencies. 
So the Zumo app is a crypto wallet with money that you can touch, fill, spend, send, and use. So Zumo lets you convert cryptocurrency and spend that normal. The Zumo app is a missing link between cryptocurrency and traditional money. It allows different currencies to work together in a way that everyone can instantly understand it. It removes the shackle of old and new currencies. It's new money in every sense. Now, back over to Jim and Jordan to carry on taking the cryptic out of crypto. So that takes us on to the next part of this discussion, because number one, we've agreed it's a Ponzi scheme. Mm-hmm. Number two, we've agreed central bankers can't fix it or don't want to fix it. Number three, politicians would never, I mean, turkeys don't vote for Christmas, right? There's no way they're going to sell. No way. Um, and we've shown, number four, we've shown that in day-to-day living, Miss X can't afford to buy a car. She's just going to be renting a car forever. Mm-hmm. And she can't afford to buy a flat unless mummy and daddy help her. Okay. So if you were to look at which country, which model, how can we get out of this? What has El Salvador done? You just watch El Salvador. They've They've totally changed the game and they've actually gone against everything. They've gone against the dollar is pretty much what they've done. Is they're saying a big F you to the dollar and saying that we want we're going to take on bitcoin as a store of value and a legal currency now countries in south america have been a slave to the dollar for years Mm -hmm. and have also been a slave to the imf the international monetary fund which is a joke anyway let's go back you you and countries that are afraid to tell they're afraid to tell what's really going on let me give you an example America just now came out, I've got my stats here, and they're saying that inflation is roughly 4%, and the UK came out with its inflation and said it's 3.2%, and it's transitory, as in, oh, this will go away. This, there's no way, there's no way right now that I just need to look at my bills, my gas and electricity bill, just for a kickoff, and it's more than 3.2%. So they're not telling us the truth. Tell us about Argentina. Right. So I looked into what's obviously after everything about reserve and what we talked about, I looked into what's actually happening in Argentina. And it was amazing to see because it actually reflects about what what we're seeing in the UK at the moment. So Argentina, the government there lied to the IMF, which is the International Monetary Fund. And they also lied to their people for at least seven years about the inflation rate only being 1%. So it stayed 1% for these seven years. But after being pressed by the IMF with sanctions in 2014, they announced that it was actually 3.7%. Right, guess. So they announced that it was 3.7% at the end of 2014. Guess what the 2015 figures actually were? No idea. It was 25%. So they'd been lying this whole time that it was 1%. And as soon as someone presses them on it, and all these analysts, economic analysts that were saying, this isn't true, like, how is it just going to stay 1% for this amount of time? 
once they've been pressed on that, it all came out 25% the next year. And now it's sitting at 52%. <laughs> and so, that, that's what we're seeing in the UK. Like the governments are trying to keep the inflation rate down. We're at 2% is what it has been, what they're trying to keep it level at. Recently just raised to 3.2%. So are we going to see the same, the same play as Argentina had? Where it just, when the true figures come out and they stop manipulating it, are we going to see a dramatic rise in inflation rates? So I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that in America, when they say it's 4%, that actually it's 15%. I mean, the, the podcasts and the research I'm looking at is 15%. The mm-hmm. house prices, food prices, fuel prices, everything's rocketing there. And even with the supply, supply chain issues that we have after the pandemic, it's going to get worse. Yeah. And the UK comes out today, this is the highest hike in inflation, like month on month since records began. But the bankers are telling us, oh, look, it's just a, just a blip. Let's play this podcast in six months and see how that, from now and see how that blip is. Yeah. And what the other thing is, you're right. So whereas Argentina was terrified, I, I think it was probably terrified to let the IMF know and everyone know how badly it was doing because mm-hmm. it needed money from them. So it had to manufacture the correct data. I think the UK is also manufacturing the data to suit itself. Yeah, definitely. One of the things that gets moved around, and you can sort of see this as well, is inflation's calculated by, or the most common one is the CPI, so Consumer Price Index. And that they calculate that by taking price of a basket of goods one year and then reevaluating it the next year. But they change these this basket. They, they'll take some <laughs> goods out, they'll take some services out, they'll put some other ones in. Oh, maybe yeah. this one's doing a little bit better and they'll put that in. They'll come up with an explanation uh, why they've done this. And so they can just manipulate it to keep it how how they want it and how it looks compared to other countries. Oh, it's <sighs> so 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 think about that. So that that manipulation is is banks, Europe, uh, central bankers, and economists. Mm-hmm. Right now, if you were starting the world again, if you, if you imagine a civilization is starting, you don't need economists. Mm-hmm. You need people that can build stuff and do stuff. What is an economist? <laughs> Think about it. What purpose do they serve? Take them out of our lives and um, just let us get on with it. So El Salvador has, as you said, gone from Bitcoin as legal tender alongside the US dollar. Mm-hmm. And it's given everybody a digital wallet and it's about $30 worth of Bitcoin in it. They're not allowed to touch it for five years. And it, it, I think it's bought was it $400 million of Bitcoin itself to put in its treasury? Yeah, so they... <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the tweet from the president of El Salvador. So when we had that little dip, when they, the day that they announced that there was going to be legal tender, there was a dip in the Bitcoin... <laughs> in the Bitcoin prices. And everyone was like, oh, the IMF are obviously manipulating the prices down. And then the El Salvador president comes out and he, he direct tweets, 
the IMF and he's like thanks for the dip I just bought it and a picture <laughs> of him buying I think it was like 150 bitcoin <laughs> absolutely brilliant so yes it's an experiment it's an economic experiment yeah and what will happen is a lot of and they're also saying that if you if you move to the country with your bitcoin you won't pay capital gains tax on it so that what they want to attract wealth into the country and that and it'll be really interesting to see where that goes but let me play that forward so we live in a little country called scotland and i know many of our listeners are from all over the world australia mm -hmm. etc and scotland wants to become independent the first minister nicola sturgeon made that she's talking been talking about it this week and as part of that, they see joining Europe as the new vision for Scotland. Now, I please, I'm about to blow my top. Joining Europe, the sick, the, the sick man of the world with no money that's printing it as if it's going out of fashion, and you want to join that so that you can feast at the table of debt. So why don't you, Scotland? Just run a side experiment. Run a yeah. side experiment. Buy, buy as much Bitcoin as, as Michael Saylor has. Copy Michael Saylor. Let's just copy trade Michael Saylor. <laughs> <laughs> and let's see where Scotland could be in five years with uh, buying, buying Bitcoin and making it a legal tender alongside, if you want to join the euro, join the euro, that's fine. The problem is Christine Lagarde at the European Bank will not allow you to have Bitcoin anywhere near your economy because that will upset her apple cart. And that's unfortunately where we're living because young, bright, technically minded, smart, economic minds like yourself if you say, right, let's let's just let's just buy a big ton of Bitcoin and let's sit there. And do you know what? In five years' time, if the experiment doesn't work, you gave it a go. You're, you'll just print more money anyway, won't you? <laughs> it's that's my that's my yeah. challenge. Nah, I like that. And like I was so disappointed when we left Europe and or the European Union just for like the ease of travel and getting the goods in and everything like that. But if you flip it, this is a good opportunity for us to actually, it's an opportunity for us to become financially stable through cryptocurrency or Bitcoin, whatever. Yeah, now it's such a big opportunity. And I would love to see what these politicians, what if questioned on where they think or what they think is going to happen with inflation. Are they just going to be like, it's going to stay, like, it's going to stay at 2%, we're going to bring it back down? Like, where do they see that this is going? Surely you can see that things are escalating so fast now. Like, what? what's your plan? What? What is the plan for when, uh, yeah. That's, no, that's the question. It's literally got out of control now because they used to control inflation with interest rates. Mm-hmm. And where, now, where we are now is with almost zero interest rates. If, that, if interest rates went up to 2 or 3%, everything, I mean, businesses go bust. Everything, it's now, or now, we, they now cannot use that lever. Therefore, inflation is going to continue to rise. So my, my 
question to the Scottish government and to the UK government is, Scotland, do you know what? Just buy some Bitcoin. Go out there, buy it, buy a couple of billion dollars, or just borrow it, borrow it anyway. Right? And instead of instead of building nuclear submarines, buy some Bitcoin and let's see where we are in five years' time. And I'm not an economist, and and you know what? They could they could hire some smart economists to 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 write screeds and screeds and screeds of clever prose on why we shouldn't. But ultimately, what do these boys know? Nothing. Because they're not willing to open their minds to what bit what Bitcoin could be in the future. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think that's kind of it's not a cryptocurrency podcast today, but I think we just want to cover off where we are right now and why why cryptocurrency and blockchain is uh, so important for us. Yeah, I I just see the world is burning. Yeah. And literally with climate change as well, because the governments aren't doing anything about that. But financially, it's burning. Like, why Why is there no plan in place? The governments are just like, it's transitory. There's there's nothing in place. And this is, this is the best solution that I see so far. Something better yeah. might come along, but this is the best solution. So why not jump on it? Yeah, because they're too busy doing AUKUS where they're going to build more nuclear submarines. And these three English-speaking countries are all going to get together, America, USA, and Australia, and become this big strategic yeah. nuclear and we, power. And we end up paying for it. And you that's pay. not what I want to pay for. So yeah. why should I? I don't want to be paying for that. No. So, okay. What do you think about there for the... For the listeners, whether you're young, old, you've got some money, you've not been think that one through over the weekend and just just ponder that. Um, okay. Yeah. And planned for this weekend, John? Uh, yeah, I'm looking after your house and dog. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's right, because I'm going on holiday. Woohoo! <laughs> All right, everyone, lots to think about there, and uh, we'll catch up with you in the next episode. Bye for now. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this one. As you can probably tell, it got me a little bit frustrated. If you haven't reviewed the show on Apple Podcasts, we'd really appreciate if you could. And remember, we have our Discord group, which is live, where you can discuss anything crypto with more of the listeners of the show. Have a great weekend.